Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation. It is Tuesday, May the 19th, 2020. So today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5 and some of those words of Jesus. We're going to be in chapter 5, verse 43, and uh, we'll end with verse 47. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? And the next verse, verse 48 says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And we could take probably weeks just to talk about that last phrase, but today we're going to talk about loving your enemies. I think this is one of the things that really distinguishes in our lives what it means to be Christ like it's it's kind of the nth degree if you were to say what really does it look like to live like christ probably if you probably one of the most uh, powerful ways we can look like christ is loving our enemies personally for me one of the things that i have learned is it is as i encounter god through prayer and through scripture that my heart can even be changed to where loving enemies is even a possibility. I cannot in my own power and in my own strength love my enemies. I've tried it. It's impossible. I'll just get mad at them and hate them and be bitter about them. But it's as I receive the love of God in prayer and in reading the word, and as I understand how deeply God loves me, his creation, then I begin to realize hey, wait a second, everybody else is his creation too. So I can't hate them because God doesn't hate them. I need, if I want to be like Christ and if I want Christ's love to transform me, I need to ask that God would give me the kind of love that even extends to my enemies. One of the favorite sermons that I have preached, I actually entered it into the, uh, there was a Corlette series thing at NTS and Um, It was the sermon that I preached there, but it is this understanding I read about the parable of the Good Samaritan. And, And the whole idea, it gets down to this. Everybody wants to find themselves in the story, and for an Israelite, they would not have wanted to be the priest or the Levite because they weren't probably priests and Levites. They were the peasant class that Jesus is talking to. And sometimes the priests and the Levites were kind of upper class and even maybe a little holier than thou. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. And they didn't want to be the Samaritan in the story. So what they realize is they are the person in the ditch. 
the person who in the story of the Good Samaritan has been beaten up, stripped, and robbed, and, and then the Samaritan has mercy on them. And one of the things we realize in that story is that when you are the person in the ditch, everybody is your neighbor. Whoever will help you is your neighbor. And so we are. there are no enemies at that point. It's just whoever will stop by. And I, I think in that sermon, one of the things that I realized is, is when we realize what we have received from God, the love, the mercy, the grace, that we are made in God's image, we are God's creation, we've received all of that, then how in the world could we not want that for everyone else who is also created in the image of God? That's easy in theory, but we know in the midst of day in and day out and someone maybe stabs us in the back or someone hurts us deeply and then they become the face of what we would call an enemy. I've heard it said it's really easy to love your enemies when you have none, but once you know the name of your enemy, it becomes difficult. Um, It's only by God's grace and mercy and us realizing how deeply God loves us that then we're able to say, if God thinks about me in that way, then God thinks about my enemy even in that way. And so Henry Nouwen is talking about how prayer helps us in this idea of forgiving our enemies. Christians mention one another in their prayers, and in doing so, they bring help and even salvation for those whom they pray. Now, he's not talking about salvation like we override their free will, but uh, bring about help. He, he references some scriptures here where Paul uh, says, your prayers have helped me. Uh, so salvation in that way. Uh, but the final test of compassionate prayer goes beyond the prayer for fellow Christians, and we should pray for fellow Christians. Members of the community, friends and relatives, we all pray for those people. Jesus says it most unambiguously. I say this to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And in the depth and the agony of the cross, he prays for those who are killing him. Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. Here is the full significance of the discipline of prayer. And here it becomes visible. Prayer allows us to lead into the center of our hearts, not only those who love us, but also those who hate us. This is possible only when we are willing to make our enemies part of ourselves and thus convert them, first of all, in our own hearts. And so one of the things that amazes me is Jesus didn't just teach about loving enemies. Jesus is on the cross praying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. I think it's only when we understand the deep love of God that we can even begin to think about loving enemies. When we realize that God loves all of us who are created in his image, that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, that Christ, as we were his enemies, loved us, and then how in the world could we withhold the love of God from our enemies? Now, like I said, that's a little easier said than done, but I promise you that loving enemies becomes easier the more we connect to the Father of love, the more we are connected to this God who loves us in our ugliness, in our brokenness, in our 
the times that we are his enemy, that we have been his enemy, that we reject him and turn our backs and we fail. When God loves us in that way, and when we realize that kind of love, then we go out with the mercy we've been given and we give it away to other people. Uh, it is really, really difficult to try to grit your teeth and love your enemies. In fact, I will promise you, you will fail. But if you will allow the mercy of God, the grace of God, to forgive you in such a way that you understand now that you are the greatest of all debtors, as Paul would say, and the worst of all sinners, and then we can realize that those people we might consider enemies are no different than us. And the love that God has for us, God has for them as well. And so if we want to have God's heart for the world, we will ask God to give us love for our enemies as well. And we might even pray for them. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning. And I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.